Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! With a view, Tuesday edition, Tuesday after Christmas edition. I uh, hope you had a wonderful Christmas. Looking forward to to the new year. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. What's going on, man? I'm not a whole lot, Del. Good morning, everybody. All right. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, live from Louisiana. How are you? Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. All right. Uh, regular special guest dude on Tuesday. Ron Hart, and I believe live from Florida, right? Yes, sir. The Redneck Riviera. What's the weather like there? It's uh, 55, and it's been a it, place froze. First time in my house down here, they, they froze uh, two nights ago. Got down to like 22, 25. Unusual cool weather, but um, otherwise good. Yeah, it's 55 and nice today. It's cleared up. It's going to be nice the rest of the week. All right. Well, good grief. Hey, 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 Ron, I, I got to check out your stand-up that you did last week. R- really good, by the way. Really good. Oh, thank you. Thank hope, you you're enjoying, hope you're enjoying your new TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good one. Yes, it that's a pretty good one. The joke is, I'll just go ahead and tell you, the, right. joke, the joke is I uh, was in Atlanta, a lot of crime in Atlanta, left Atlanta, et cetera. So I, I was back visiting, and I got a great deal on, on a 90-inch TV. Hundred bucks. Got it home. Realized it was a Popeyes drive-through menu. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta. And then they got a new show in Atlanta. They got Survivor Atlanta, where the contestants uh, leave Lennox Mall with an Apple bag and try to get their car in the parking lot. Got <laughs> <laughs> kind of pitching a show. It's it's Atlanta's just bad, you know. And- it's bad. I, yeah, when we were, I, and a lot worse than they tell you the crime stats i was robbed three times in 13 months and i only ended up reporting one of them you know you know so they, they they're not going to do anything about it so, so to have the indignity of them coming out and wasting your time for two hours filling out a report waiting on them to get there and they're not going to do anything the one the first the first time i got robbed i was doing stand up at the same place punchline and they saw them breaking my car they're on the video breaking in my car and they still check out of my car and they write themselves a check the next day very plainly their name written out i, I put him up on twitter he's got more twitter followers than i do a criminal and uh so i got the guy's name wrote himself a check the next day and then on video take it to the cop and he goes well you know um video's okay but you know a bank fraud a check fraud is a banking federal crime and not our area Oh, I said, dude, goodness. this is not a banking crime. This is not a check crime. This is the guy that broke in my car. And and I asked the guy, I said, do you remember the day you stopped caring? I mean, the cop, I said, it couldn't be any easier than this case, right? On video, 
wrote himself a check the next day out, out of what he stole out of my car with his name on there. I mean, how, how easy a case is that? At least arrest the guy. So that's that's why I knew Atlanta was toast. Stop parking in them houses of ill repute, Ron. Uh, Punchline's a comedy club, so maybe maybe you're right about that. <laughs> it's it's just awful, y'all. All right, we have a a special guest today, a friend of the station, uh, Representative Scott Specky. How you doing? <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Interesting start to the show. <laughs> it's I, you know, Scott, you didn't grow up around here, but. When I was growing up, when Ron was growing up, you know, for a special treat, you know, people would go to Atlanta to go to the restaurants to shop, go to Six Flags, maybe that kind of thing. You don't hear about anybody doing anything like that anymore. It just doesn't happen. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, there's still a lot of people that go to big major cities, and nothing stopping a few few uh, old frocks who don't want to go to Atlanta. You know, people still come to New Orleans. New Orleans got some issues. Just like all other big cities, but people don't stop coming. Not completely, no. But it's down a good bit, I think. I suggested a new motto for the city of Atlanta: "Come, come for the strip strip clubs, stay to fill out the police reports." <laughs> That's Delk. Delk's got to buy everybody lunch because he left his phone on. <laughs> well, I was trying to cue up something I wanted to play here, but um, we'll see what happens. The uh, all right, how was everybody's Christmas? I, Clayton, what'd y'all do? Uh, well, toys, 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 and um, bicy- five children, bicycles, um, clothes, all that good stuff. Uh, we um, we had a great Christmas and, and, and a great time, and uh, just enjoyed each other's company. Uh, and then uh, as Per usual, uh, one of them woke up yesterday with the fever, so here, oh. we, here we go again. So, appreciate you coming in. Well, no, I mean, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, famous last words. <laughs> there we go, Mr. York. How what's it? What's it like in Louisiana? I was a little chilly, a little chill uh, in the twenties, uh, but we stayed home and enjoyed meal, family, just sit around and. Had a good old time. Oh, that's amazing. Mr. York, did you get a chance to go to any of those uh, bowl games in, in Louisiana? They've been some outstanding bowl games there at the Superdome. No, I didn't go to any bowl games. I watched uh, a few on TV, you know, that yeah. were on TV. All right. Scott Specky, what was, how was your Christmas? Uh, running around taking care of cattle in this cold weather, trying to. We had a couple uh, babies that were about ready to be born, so we were, we were nervous about that happening. But other than that, uh, getting out hay bales, making sure the water's flowing, et cetera, et cetera. You probably have a son that was experiencing that. Yep, he was he was doing that. Uh, he described something to me that I had not seen before. We've had sheep for a number of years, but not in the numbers that we have now. And uh, and maybe we haven't seen this cold weather uh, before. When we got since we had sheep, you know, we, we talked about the, a little bit about the weather coming in on Friday on the on the Inside Middle Tennessee show about you know everybody ran to the grocery stores on Thursday night and took all the milk, took all the bread, took everything right. they could, and what everybody kind of forgets to remember is there's a farmer out there waking up in this cold weather somewhere. Uh, some of the temperatures 40, 50 below up in Montana, South Dakota, having to make sure those cattle are okay, make sure the dairy the, the dairy, dairy cows get milked, et cetera, et cetera. It never stops. 
Yeah, it never and no, stops. it doesn't. The uh, we got we got into I guess we got into sheep in 2005, but I don't believe we've had this kind of weather in the last 10 or 15 years. And and what my son described it, 800 sheep, he said, balled up into a little postage stamp, like a little quarter of an acre, it just circled up and balled up. And the guard dogs, the Pyrenees, the great, the Akbash, just got in there in the middle of them, and they just created a little warm spot for themselves. And they probably all take turns uh, spending time on the outside. Well, you would think. They rotate through. <laughs> you would think. Well, I think the ones on the outside are probably a little bit more motivated to get to the inside. I, I, would, I would imagine. I would imagine. <laughs> Uh, but I'm not seeing that kind of instinctual behavior from the sheep before. I don't. I don't think we've owned sheep when it was this cold. You know, down down to right at zero or minus one, minus two in some cases, with the wind blowing 20 miles an hour, sometimes 40. So that's I, I, that's as brutal as it gets around here. I know we had a couple of uh, rolling blackouts that they did, but I mean, I'll take that over losing electricity for a week or two, like happened about. 30 years ago or 20 25 years ago in the big ice storm that we had here yeah that i've i thought a lot the tv for those of you who don't know but i guess everybody does uh saturday morning i think mm-hmm. uh tva mandated that it didn't have anything to do with your local power service columbia power water columbia power and water mount pleasant power duck river power had absolutely nothing to do with them tva mandated <clears throat> these rolling blackouts across the state they were usually about 15 or 20 minutes apiece and the power would go off which shocked me but having grown up here having been born here in the tennessee valley we've always been used to abundant and uh, reasonably priced power and i don't ever remember any blackouts from tva before uh they they did say that they you know they put out a, an emergency press release saying that basically they were caught off guard by uh, a never seen before demand for power across the Tennessee Valley. Yeah. They had to postpone the Titans game for an hour, um, and they were you know the mayor of Nashville came out Saturday morning and asked the uh, Titans to actually postpone their game to another day. Well, with TV and the NFL, that's just what's going to happen. And uh, fortunately, uh, about an hour after their initial time to start, uh, the Titans started playing, which a lot of fans probably wish they wouldn't have. And uh, <laughs> is that what you call that mess? And, and then TVA comes out and says, "Okay, we're good." So. Uh, the timing was just perfect. Yeah, and those of you who got an electric vehicle, a Tesla, just don't plug the damn thing in during a, a record cold weather. We, I mean, that's what caused all this. <laughs> and, uh, nah, it's going to get worse. Though. I mean, you nah. think about the future right now, what, 5 8% are electric. Uh, we go to 80, 79, 80, 85% electric. There's going to be another tax on the grid. and. I don't know. I, I just I think this, they just don't know what they're doing. It's going to be a lot of repercussions. Hey, they, they, Clayton, they never did turn the lights off at the stadium for the Titans, though. No, they. Uh, every, 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 well, yeah. I mean, they so guess, how is that reducing it, power usage? Uh, they, the they, lights they are did. a big deal. Yeah. Well, Mr. York, the way the Titans reduced power was on offense. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, they, they had no zero power. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but electric vehicle just makes no sense when we when we don't have enough power to service a major weather event. To start plugging more stuff into it. It makes no sense. You're right, and Ron, they they do I think know what they're doing. 
But the one thing you got to remember about climate change and and uh, open borders is that to the supporters of it, and I had to work with both of them as an assistant United States attorney in various litigations. Uh, most people just don't know those people, and uh, to them, open borders and to the others, climate change are a religion that is much more. It's it's a matter of faith, and they 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 believe that you know they, they believe in those things a lot more than they believe in in Jesus or Christmas, and I mean they're they're zombie like in their belief and. You know, I know people have a hard time wrapping their heads around that. They always go, who are these people? What's this all about? Well, they're a bunch of nuts. And you you don't have to go far to see a clear illustration. You know, in, in 1910, I think, or 19... Yeah, 1910 or 1905, sometime earlier in the last, in the last century, uh, this country actually voted in a constitutional amendment prohibiting alcohol nationwide and i mean that no no country in the history of the world has ever tried such a harebrained thing but to those folks it was a religion they believed that that would bring nirvana that everyone would be productive no man would ever beat his wife again that uh didn't stop the bootleggers it just empowered the mob yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. And, yeah, and of course, it's unintended consequences. It's true of any government regulation, which you're for the most part, there's oh, always unintended that, consequences. Yeah, of course, like that, that, well, that, well that, most people don't have any idea what climate change is. They know, they know it when it rains, when it snows, and when it gets hot. That's about the much science as they know. And and people talking heads go out there and, and say anything, and they believe it. Yeah, like well, Florida's going to be underwater. Right? But prohibition didn't work out, and they realized that it didn't bring world peace, nirvana, no more wife beating, and they repealed it. Um, I don't know how much damage is going to get done with open borders and uh, this climate change agenda before it's over with, but both of them are false idols. And um, about open borders, all it is is a bunch more people in here using power, right? So yeah, Well, you got 100,000 Ukrainians coming, too, you know? You know, and my, and my children, I've been, I've been sort of, you know, I've been saying, you know, it might not be bad. Said, you know, we haven't had a cook and a gardener since I was a oh. boy, and uh, and my children just get all upset. And I said, well, these people are not going to get entry level jobs at Goldman Sachs. You know, they got to work somewhere. They are hard workers, so yeah, what <laughs> might might be a good thing. Um, Who's going to change your bedpan, Delk? You know, that's my, my motto. Well, that too, Mr. York. Uh, and uh, and the thing is, they're going to end up being Republican. I mean, these, Whatever they end up, they need to be treated humanely, not like Abbott sending a busload of up to Kamala's oh, residents. What's different between Kamala going to Kamala's that, house that, and that going to El Paso? Why is that inhumane? They, they got abuse. Yeah, Instead of living on, Mo's got a nice house. You got plenty of rooms there, Mister York. He should be charged with child abuse. They, he should be charged with child abuse, Mister York. Those child people got a, but the a, people a, in El Paso, people in Eagle Pass, they're supposed to put up with this. Instead of living on the side of the road down there in Texas, they got a nice, comfortable bus ride to Washington, where they were immediately yeah. put up in free housing and given food and everything they needed. What's inhumane about yeah. that? Let's take a break. I, I, Go bet, back. You he's, I bet you he's a big-time Christian, too. Huh? Hey. Somebody need to push him out of his chair. 
Buicks of today are among the most dependable and luxurious vehicles in America, and Parks Motor Sales has them all. Find excellent deals on the Buick LaCrosse, Cascada, and Regal. Parks has SUVs, the Encore, Enclave, and Envision. Their exceptional staff can help you find your best fit with financing for your budget. For a vehicle that has everything, experience the new Buick. For a dealer that has everything, experience Parks Motor Sales. Visit 919 Nashville Highway or Parks Motor Sales. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Is your family looking for a new primary health care provider, or did you wake up feeling poorly? Give Northside Medical Professionals a call. We also have facial gift cards available for Christmas gifts. We have two Columbia locations to serve you on Nashville Highway and Trotwood Avenue. We have same-day walk-in spots available, and we are taking new patients. Our caring staff is ready to help you with all your health care needs. 
Call 540-4210 or visit northsidemedicalprofessionals.com today. Folks, I'm back. I'm dude number three, Delta Kennedy, day after Christmas, or at least first open day here at Kennedy Broadcasting after Christmas. Uh, dude number two, Clayton Harris, how's it going, man? Doing well, Delta. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, live from Louisiana, Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Delta. Good morning, everybody. And friend of the station, special guest, oh, wait a minute, regular special guest dude, Ron Hart, live from Florida. Good morning. Good morning. And friend of the station, uh, special guest, Scott Spicky. Good morning, everybody. Folks, the, the, I'm going to play some music for you in just a minute. And it's the choir in my church, St. Peter's Episcopal, here in downtown Columbia. And it caused me to reflect upon, uh, you know, the, the traditional things about, you know, the, what, what Jesus is coming meant to us right here today and of course there are matters of faith spiritual aspects and the gift of the son of uh, God Jesus Uh, those things are there but if you think about you know I talk often about assimilation and western civilization is an offshoot of the coming of Christ to this uh, to this world and let me explain. Uh, people before Jesus uh, lived, I mean, think about it. They didn't know anything about the world behind, around them. They thought if they, you know, turned over the wrong rock or didn't face the right way when they got up in the morning, that uh, an angry and vengeful God would, you know, would do bad things to them, destroy the earth, kill them. They lived in fear. And the world around them was a mystery. Uh, what Jesus taught them, the gift that he gave, um, among other things, first of all, he gave, uh, as a matter of faith, eternal life. And so that fear was erased. He also eventually uh, made people realize that our God is a benevolent God. He forgives us for our sins, for our mistakes. And that we can go forth without fear and uh, exercise dominion over the earth. Uh, We're allowed to make mistakes, and uh, God will forgive us and still help us. And what this did, though, is allow Western civilization, first the Renaissance, then the Enlightenment, or maybe the other way around, uh, we were able to build the most successful civilization in the history of the world. Uh, the Egyptians, uh, more successful than the Egyptians, the Romans, the, the uh, Ming dynasties, uh, we were and still are the most successful civilization in the history of the world, and that is part of God's gift to us through the coming of Christ to this uh, to this world now think about it the the you know now western civilization can accommodate all sorts of cultures 
all sorts of people, all colors, uh, all faiths. But basic Western values are not, uh, without them, it can't work. And you look around the world right now, and folks who don't have Western values are still living in the dirt. And that would include the Middle East, uh, Africa, uh, Venezuela, Cuba, uh, those places like that. Uh, without Western values, they're, they're living in the dirt. And uh, that's, that's been the great gift. That is Jesus' great gift to taught us to go for, forward without fear. And that we are, uh, that God is a loving God and a forgiving God. And it's brought all sorts of amazing things. Now, at St. Peter's Episcopal over the weekend, you know, the way the way Western civilization started in the New World, uh, and you realize it when you visit, the first outposts of Western civilization were Harvard and Yale. And Western civilization, of course, includes engineering and work ethic and all that kind of thing, but it also very much relies on its art and its buildings uh, to create some shared cultural values. And one of the first uh, expressions of Western civilization were the great cathedrals in Europe. And within them, uh, the music that they carried. And now that, and so we had music of that type at St. Peter's over the weekend. I want to play you just a little bit of it. Now, that this does not mean that Taylor Swift can't be an expression of Western civilization. She can and is. But this is where it began. And uh, our choir did just an amazing job. Coach, Coach Mike, just let's just play them about a minute so they'll know what I'm talking about. Are we, are we get a, anything happening on press play? Ah, we may have to get that fixed over the break. All right, he's nodding his head. Okay, well, you've heard it before. I mean, the St. Peter's Choir was amazing. Uh, I don't think I've heard. Here we go. people have probably gotten enough but you get the gist of what i'm saying uh, civilizations require not only knowledge engineering invention they also require art uh, and um, so anyway that's my reflections on uh, uh, on christmas and again jesus gave us many gifts but the life that we lead lead uh here, not just spiritually, uh, stems directly from the coming of God's only Son. Um, also, compassion, Dell. Well, that's what Jesus taught compassion. Yes, he did. No matter what your circumstance was, he taught individuals how to deal with passion, compassion. True enough, Mr. York, and that, too, is an essential element of Western civilization. Well, somehow we've forgotten that. 
in the majority of this country. He's also murdered by government. Yeah, he was murdered by government. And, Ms. York, what's what's going on uh, with the modern-day Democratic Party? And I'm not accusing you of being a part of this. Uh, is they're not they're not socialists. They're leftists. They're anarchists, basically. And you know, <laughs> people people keep talking about you know. So we got anarchists on one side, and we got fascists on the other side, right? Well, that's your point of view. Uh, well, fascists. <laughs> that's your uh, point Hitler, too. Hitler was a socialist, and so was Mussolini. Two fascists. In the We've world got we so know many social systems so don't, don't in this republic. It's a shame. Right. You know, if right. you didn't have the social we couldn't survive. Mussolini was a fascist. Hitler was a fascist. He was a socialist people. They they they, they nationalized health care. They got rid of guns. They did all the things you guys are doing right now. So just think about that for a second. Well, think about the fact that equity comes into play when you're trying to run a nation that tries to provide services to the majority of its people. You know, the, what if, if, if you want to provide their own services. If you want to go to France and Germany, you'll see socialism. However, those people will always be uh, Western uh, in, in civilization. What's being pushed here is, is Venezuelan style uh, anarchy, gender identity politics, that kind of thing. There's, it's not Western, and it's going to take us right back eventually to living in the dirt. And well, Delk, that is your that is your whole theory behind equity, is making sure that all the outcomes come out the same, no matter who you are, and the way you do that is you drag everybody down to a common level. There's no exception. There's no exceptionalism. Well, in Venezuela, they are all living. That's not the correct interpretation of my equity. I'm saying that systems need to be designed that it it treats people on the same scale. And one because you're your, rich. The because you're of, rich doesn't mean you get a heads up on everybody else. And the version of that that the Democratic Party in America is pushing today leads to Venezuela. Everybody's living in the dirt. So, yeah, there's equity. You know, where, where does it work, Mr. York? Where, where is it your, your form of socialism, equality work when, when employed? Say so, what? Well, where does it work? Worldwide. It works in the everywhere history, say, people want to in the history of mankind. It. It works everywhere where people want to commit to doing it. When the selfish take everywhere. home and don't up. want to do Just it, name a country, it name, name, name an organization, name a country where socialism slash communism, central command and control has worked that doesn't become a despot leader like Putin in Russia, like um, Medina or whatever the guy's name is, Venezuela. Maduro. I don't, I don't support their form of government. Okay, the, what, what form? But, do you, what's your idealistic form? I support form, the Mr. form York? of government in this country that we have to say equity, and that's the reason why, Ron, you always complain about government. Government tries to create an equitable solution for no, everybody. It, it, it tries to patronize cronies who donate to the and, party. And you, you're one that another. says, "Oh, they're taking stuff away from me and giving it to everybody else." That's not the case. Bingo, Ron. Um, so your theoretical perfect world involves taking money from others who earned it, giving it to the people you deem important who need it, not yeah. churches, not social services, not the Salvation Army, but who government deems is needing it. Well, last week I gave you an example of uh, Wells Fargo bilking 16 million people out of their money. Was that and they equitable? paid for it. 
Was that equity? regulated by your government, your, your beloved government, Mr. Yorn? How did they get was, there anyway? It wasn't actually for them to get the Keystone Cops regulate them. How did they able to bilk about sixteen billion under the watchful eye of your government? The government is there to try to protect the best it can. It right, can't but do how everything. They, how, this most regulated business in America, Mr. York, is state financial institutions is Tennessee. Democracy is supposed to have honorable men, and we've gotten away yeah. from that. There's few honorable men in this country that's in leadership now. Miss York, is Tennessee mm-hmm. state government there to protect people? Tennessee State has done just like some of the other rogue states. They don't protect people. That's why we got 600 kids living in DCS. Oh, you Mr. Dug York, trap, Mr. M- York. M- Mr. York, that's if we are one of, and your words, not mine, about one of these rogue states, for some reason, the people of this country are flocking to this rogue state for, yeah. for, the, for the government everybody, that we have. Everybody in the world wants to I looked that up, Scott. That's not true. Most people that's moving to this state are moving within the state. You got a few from California and Florida. <laughs> In, in Arizona, maybe, but not not as many people as you all make it out. To be. Mr. Mr. York, Mr. You got York. the wrong stats, and you're talking to the wrong person. You're talking to somebody who knows. Scott's you love snowbirds, Mr. York. And he also doesn't know because he's not watching the inbound statistics. Mr. York, all you have to do is just walk on the square with me during First Fridays and talk to the people that, that I talk to. Where are you from? I'm from Virginia. I'm from Connecticut. I'm from Ohio. I'm from Michigan. Very few people say, hey, I'm from eastern Tennessee. No. It's people no. coming to Tennessee to to have, and that's why the federal government, Mr. York, has targeted Tennessee, is because they know that if they can break Tennessee, they break the Southeast United States. And that's why we're going to continue to stand, stand for equality of all of our citizens and not guarantee equity, because you guarantee equity, you might as well be Venezuela. And you, if you call Tennessee a rogue state, we have the best quality of life, I think, of any state in the union. <laughs> Every state's going to say that. Now, every community's going to say, we're Ms. the York, best community. We can What's prove it. Tell, Ms. York, tell process. me one bad thing about living in Tennessee, that, that one bad experience you've had or that you know of. There you go. One bad experience. Yeah, you I can't I stay one. away from those bad experiences. <laughs> Ms. York, employment. But, but, Scott, all you need to look at the inbound migration map that's put out by the state of Tennessee, what, and you see that, to... that inbound migration is is subject of what I'm talking about. we got inbound migration from different parts of Tennessee, majority of it. Ms. Short, the old, the old black saw was, but we just want a job, we just want a job. Well, anybody who wants a job in Tennessee can get a good job. Anybody. And try going to California and see how that works out for you. That's why Bill Lee's probably going to run for president in two years. All right, let's take a break and come back. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. So you had an accident. Now what? Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop. You can count on us to repair all makes and models. Our certified techs will take care of everything from frame damage inspection to bump out or replacement with OEM parts. We've got the expertise to make your vehicle better than new and get you back on the road in no time. Plus, our collision work is guaranteed for the life of your car. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop to the rescue. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. 
Hi, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Here is what some of our customers are saying about us. Great people. The place to shop for fair prices and great craftsmanship. Beautiful vintage and custom jewelry. Thank you, Beth. That is our goal. Stop by and see for yourself. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia and Lewisburg. Owned and operated by Rick, custom designer and Terry, registered gemologist. Assuring you the best jewelry value and expert services. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. Have you been injured in a car accident? Are you still in pain? Untreated whiplash injuries to the spine may lead to future conditions, such as neck pain, low back pain, and headaches. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating these conditions before they get worse. Our accident consultations are free. Call me, painfree.com, or call 615-551-9224. Need a little extra cash for the holidays? From now until Christmas, Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical is giving you a $500 Visa gift card when you buy select new HVAC systems or receive a $250 gift card with a new tankless water heater and make zero payments for 12 months. Visit happyhiller.com. Happy you'll be or the service is free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKOM-FM 101.7 and WKRM-FM 103.7. All of us here at Kennedy Broadcasting wish you the merriest of Christmases and a happy new year. Our mission here is to promote and connect the community. We look forward to seeing you in the new year. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Celebrate the new year at the Center of Hope Mule Drop on Murray County Square. The mule drops at midnight to the roar and bang of fireworks and confetti cannons. Before the drop, toast will be held at 9, 10, and 11 p.m. Email your New Year's wishes or your good riddance 2022 to csims at centerofhopetn.org. That's org. The best will be read at the hourly toast. It all begins with family-friendly time at the Kids Zone and Petting Zoo from 6 to 10 p.m. This event is free. Center of Hope helps victims of violence, rape, and stalking. For more information or to donate, go to centerofhopetn.org. Live entertainment includes Rubik's Groove, Kith and Ken, Cade and Big Zoe, Addison Ennis, with a grand finale by Chief Smiley Ricks and the Seatown Specials. Thank you to our sponsors, Baxter Family Management, Foster Insurance, Family Advantage Credit Union, Experience Murray, and many others for making this all possible. We'll raise up our glasses against evil forces singing Whiskey for my men, beer for my horses Welcome back 
back. Three dudes with a view. First open day after Thanksgiving. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. And Christmas. Boyd. The Christmas. Thank you, Clayton. Oh, that was, yeah. That was another Biden moment. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, yeah, after Christmas. Lord have mercy. But I, I'm looking here. Our friends at Tommy Hyde Insurance uh, sent us over some Christmas gifts, and they are wonderful customers and sponsors of this, this station. Uh, great folks. Great folks to work with. Uh, been in this community and involved and a part of it for a long, long time. Uh, so thank you, folks at Tommy Hyde Insurance. They, they're just great people, folks. Go see them. Yeah, thank thank you, Tommy Jr. and Blake for uh, the uh, gifts that you uh, left out on the porch. Yes, sir. Ho ho ho. <laughs> they they will be uh, they will be enjoyed. Yep, they're not some people that are off on the internet, folks. They're right here, right here in this community. Speaking of ho, 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 just talk more about that Kamala Harris thing. What? How, how many uh, ho, ho, immigrants ho. they put on her house? How many what? Say what? How many immigrants they sent to Kamala's house? I haven't been paying much attention. To I don't years. know. They sent a couple of bus. Uh, Abbott sent a couple of bus loads, and, and they were mostly children, and they docked mostly. off in front of her residence. At the National Laboratory. You ever look at her place where she's got six bedrooms? Say what? Oh, she had the vice presidential mansion. That's a big place. Yeah, yeah the Naval Observatory. Place. You should take them in, Mr. York. Don't you think? It's it's stupid on Abbott's part to pull a, a political stunt like that. Well, Plus, know. he's abusing kids. Very I mean, point. if they were kids from uh, Ukraine. The all kids come across the border, Mr. York. The kids that go to El Paso, there's kids that go to. You know, Albuquerque, they're, they're, those are kids, too. I mean, Mr. Yeah, they're Mr. kids, but you shouldn't use kids as a pawn like that to try to make them. They're anchor babies. They're getting them over here. Somebody you needs should. to take him out of his chair and lay him on the street. Well, they're going to ship him somewhere, Mr. York. Would you rather him be cool. shipped to Tennessee? They could come to Tennessee. Excuse yeah. me. They're all going to be shipped somewhere in the United States, so why not? Yeah, but he's pulling a political stunt, Del. It's a zero-sum game. No, just because you're not a border state, you got a, you got a, a what do you call it, sanctuary, sanctuary city, supposedly. Have let the them. Democrats get up and give these magnanimous speeches about their sanctuary city. Come on, come on. And as soon as you send some, they clutch their pearls? Yeah. And no, I'm not saying that. Ever? It's like, how he like, did uh, it, Ron. It's procedure. A busing just like oh, the DeSantis procedure. Took You're just not doing the procedure right. I got you. Even Mom, Comrade Gavin Newsom. So good. Even That's Comrade. Even Comrade Gavin Newsom in California is wanting the wall built and the border shut because the the excessive number of people flooding across are hurting California. All right, I'm dude number one. I'm, no, I'm dude number three. <laughs> Delk Kennedy, dude number two. Clayton Harris, how are you? I'm doing well, Delk. Morning, everybody. Dude number one, Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody. Regular special guest dude, favorite son of Columbia, Ron Hart. Good morning. Uh, and a uh, friend of the station, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, Representative Scott Specky. How are you? You okay, Dale? Yeah, I'm doing all right. As long as you don't spell out D-O-T, com, we're okay. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> um, hey, Scott, tell us about that new legislation you're trying to pass in education to hold kids back. Which one? 
<laughs> I don't know. I saw something in the yeah. news in Tennessee that so you're one, trying to pass some legislation to hold kids back if they don't perform at a certain level. Sort of. So um, what we did, uh, I'll be brief here because I could go on, but uh, basically the legislation, uh, we had a study done by the comptroller of Tennessee to look at is there any correlation between the third grade literacy rate of kids that are on track, the 33%, and those children of that 33% would be considered late starters in education, like parents who have held their kid back before they started kindergarten. And what the data came back with is 83%, 83% of that 33% would be considered kids that were held back a year, where they were late starters or redshirted. And so what we're yeah. looking at is leave, leave pre-K alone, let 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 pre-K be how it is, let kindergarten function how it is, but create an age requirement of seven years old to enter first grade or be able to pass a local assessment to prove that you're on track and can do and can do, do the work. And so yeah. what we're looking at is instead of holding them back in third grade or holding them back in eighth grade when they're failing, let's hold them back in kindergarten before they even really get going in education to give them that extra year of seasoning with our with our kindergarten teachers to provide another year of, of cognitive development and emotional st- stabilization. And Y'all named the legislation all children. Are they going to stay? Yeah. Are they going to stay in the same teacher's classroom when you hold them back? That, that's the option of the locals if they want to let the child have a different teacher to teach them for that second year that's fine but that's the decision the locals will make but mr york we cannot continue with the model of just moving them forward year after year after year so that when they get to third grade we're sitting here and the locals and and i understand they're complaining that potentially with the third grade retention law that 70 percent of the children right now may have to be retained a year nobody's asking the right question mr york is why why after why four? Why is because you don't have enough qualified teachers in, in the schools across the state no. of Tennessee. That's why. Well, Mr. York, that's not really true, sir, because, one, you have to be certified to teach in the classroom, and number two, there aren't that many openings that would that would produce 70% of our kids being held back. I think we're on to something here, Mr. York. I think you and I will probably agree that we have to take a look at our standards. We have to take a look at the curriculum and the textbooks and how much we test our kids and are we providing enough support ports for them. I think we need to start looking at that so that when a kid gets to third grade and they fail the third grade TCAP test, that becomes an anomaly. Like, what did we miss? How did we miss this? With all the supports that the child has had for the last four years, we have got to get these kids on track in first grade and keep them on track so that when they get to high school with what Governor Lee's wanted to do with all the career technical and the community colleges and four-year colleges, that these individuals, these kids, when they get to high school, Mr. York, can choose the pathway that they want to choose based off of, I'm successful in school and I can choose what I want. Okay, Scott, your data is flawed. The reason why I say it's flawed because you Tennessee has never fully funded education in this state since I've been in the state, and I've been here almost 35 years. Never. So what Mr. York is saying education. if you have one more NEA so seminar for the teachers from the an unfunded system that you have in Tennessee, and then you try to change it to say, "Oh, we're gonna make it better by holding kids back." Kids are gonna be 19 years old when they get out of school. Well, your quarterback well, that, well, UT's twenty six. Well, that's not, Mister York. That's not true because uh, the, the late starters are turning. Now, I will agree with you that you'll probably have more eighteen year olds their senior year in high school. But if you got an eighteen year old who's on track, who's successful in school, who can take advantage of all the opportunities that are afforded to them, 
there is no statistical data that shows that they're dropping out just to drop out. It's the kids that we are passing through that are two and three and four grade levels behind that as soon as they turn 18, they've had enough, and now they're, they're out in society. We've got to change this model, Mr. York. And you know what? Talk about yeah. funding. We just gave a billion dollars more to education this year. A billion. Is that enough? It may not be. Okay, then what's enough? What is the magic number? What is the magic number? What's the magic number? I'm not going to give you a number. I'm going to say you got to do whatever it takes (laughs) to get kids performing at the level that they need to, like other states are doing. We're behind nationally. Well, not anymore now. Not anymore. You can't say that statement anymore because we just increased funding a billion dollars. We're now, I think, I think we're 18th or 19th in the country in funding per student. We were, and I agree with you, we were like 42nd, 43rd, but that argument you just made about funding is off the table because... And also so funding per student. We're not, we're not an expensive we're not state. It's not like New York and California. Where are we? Uh, Mr. York, I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. Where are we now since we were 47th? Where are we now in funding? In funding, or I think we're around 19th right now per student. Now, And there's if, absolutely no correlation Ever in study after study, there's no correlation between spending and results. And, and Mr. York, you know about about having a child have to repeat kindergarten, and, and I've I've been in those classrooms, and I, I know you've been part of it. Those kids in kindergarten are just happy to be with Mr. and Mrs. Jones every day and get to spend time with their friends and buddies. Why wouldn't it be better for us to hold the child that's not ready to go to first grade in kindergarten? Or send them to kindergarten and let them flounder and fail in first grade. Why would why would we do you, that? You, you, one one of the big reasons kids are not learning at the early ages is their parents are not getting them to school. So 100%. where where are our trunks, y'all? So so here, here's every something. community across this state. So a lot of the, a lot of the conversations I've had with people about this legislation is about how, you know, parents are going to be upset about their kids having to re- repeat kindergarten. And I said, well, that's the, that's the great part about this legislation is if, a, as a parent, you don't want your child to repeat uh, kindergarten, then you can work with your child at home to make sure that they can pass the first grade assessment. If they're young, Mr. York, if they're, if they're not seven yet and they want to go on to, to first grade, all they have to do is pass the local assessment, and every every district in the state has a local assessment. Del, you talked and to I, Lisa Ventura last week. What, remember what she said her goal was, you know. I so, said, so what's your first priority? She said core curriculum. That would be literacy, language, and mathematics. I said, what's your second priority? Core curriculum, literacy, K through three. Literacy and mathematics. And there's know. some more legislation and we're said, working on. What's your on. third priority? Core curriculum. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, literacy and yeah. ma- ma- mathematics. Yeah, if, I can, if I can interject as a Mike former Lyle, teacher. Welcome back. As a former teacher, uh, just the year of maturity among <laughs> students uh, gained by that delay the red shirt uh the red shirt year something like that is amazing as far as what they can accomplish and what they're willing to accomplish in in many regards and if you're going to hold somebody back okay if we're worried about a social stigma or something like that which is where the moving them on forward is okay then now they in kindergarten first grade there is no social stigma to that they, they don't care uh you know they you know, as long as they're you know friends and stuff like that, and they're with Miss Jones or whatever, they like it. When you get in third, fourth, fifth grade, and you get held back, now that social stigma starts coming in. So let's take care of that. Let's get that year of maturity in. Let's get that little extra year of study in in the foundation times, and you'll be amazed that. 
12 years down the road when they start being high school kids and college how much better that's going to be with that that extra year material i see so many kids that one year out of high school one year out of high school the light clicks like oh yeah that's what i should have been doing and then they then they become decent students yeah, and with respect to Mr. York, just recycling old teachers' union talking points never did get us anywhere and won't get us anywhere now. Uh, now, Scott, you've got a couple of I'm not of things. talking about teachers' union. I'm talking about qualified teachers and, and what type of programs are they going to have. If you're holding kids back, the ultimate arbiter for that is parent intervention. Mm-hmm. And what are you doing to help with that situation? If you don't want your child to be held back, I suggest you start working with them. Yep, it's that simple. Everybody's not capable of working. Most you know, people, 60% of Tennesseans have college degrees. I mean, for the uh, life of me, I can't I, understand why you're for social promotion. But And and like I said, I didn't I'm say, you I didn't say teachers' that, union. Y'all. I said teachers' union talking points. And, uh, no, it's not m- a teachers' union. Mr. York, teachers m- union. Mr. York <laughs> the, the social pr- promotion initiatives have harmed the minority groups the greatest. Yeah. And, and we're trying to equalize that. That's not. That's not true. It is true. I think it is. Less it minorities is. in the state of Tennessee, and it is majority. Mr. So Mr. York, come, both groups. Mr. York, come come walk with me a, a day in, in Nashville City, uh, Nashville Public Schools, when they only show your representatives. When we go to tour their school, they only show your representatives the the AP kids and the career technical kids, and they don't let us see the general population because they don't want us to see the general population. That's right. the crime. We ought to going just tour, we ought to you ought to tour the Murray County School. The young bloods are tuning up. Scott, did you have anything that you wanted to uh, say today? You real quick, to? real quick. Highway right. thirty one. It should be completed now. So the paving is done up there. Highway four thirty one is also completed. The, uh, on the bypass where that terrible accident was with that with that sheriff's deputy, that should be wrapping up. Also, uh, still working on Bear Creek and Highway thirty one expansion going north towards uh, eight forty. So we'll keep fighting, folks, and hopefully. We'll get this thing put, pulled through eventually. There we go. Ron Hart, we did not get to your annual Christmas list. Uh, let's oh, see. Well, let's give something to you know, do it later. Yeah. Well, you, for number one on your list was uh, you, you wished for a divided Congress. We'll leave us alone for the next two years. Entrenched deep state Democratic Democratic bureaucrats are like Christmas lights. They are inextricably intertwined, not very bright, and only about half of them work. There you go. That's solid material right there. Yes, solid material.